as we celebrate Jesus as our King, uh, we are given the opportunity to ask, well, what makes Jesus the King of Kings? Why is he the best of all kings? Our readings kind of bring this out. There are two ways in which a king fulfills uh, his kingly responsibilities. First of all, it is his job to rule his country, his nation, well. We hear in our first reading today about King David, who was not Israel's first king, but was, his, uh, was its best beloved king because he was a good king. Right? He ruled well the people of God. He united the different tribes of Israel to one kingdom. He put down their enemies on every side and gave them peace. He led them religiously, bringing the, the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem and building the, or beginning anyway, the building of the temple. He was a great king and leader and shepherd of God's people. Well, likewise, Jesus Christ is a great shepherd of his church. I mean, let's face it, the church should not exist anymore. It has been through all kinds of terrible times. It lost like half of its members in the Great Schism when the uh, Orthodox Church broke off in 1054. It lost another ton of people in the Protestant Reformation, so-called. And uh, it then is beset by all kinds of scandal all the time. You know, if it was just a human institution, the church should have stopped existing a long time ago. But it doesn't. Somehow it continues on. The Catholic Church does more charity work in the world than any other organization. It has existed longer than any nation. It is, you know, brings light and hope and joy to more people than any other uh, group. And this can only be because it is under the direction and guidance of Jesus Christ. He is the one that allows it to survive. He is the one who guides it even when its human leaders seem to lose their ways. And so it is clear from that that Jesus really is the best of kings. Now, another thing that makes the king a good king is that he is not just uh, ruling a nation, but he is an individual. And in that sense, uh, the, his citizenry are able to relate to him as an individual. You know, when you go to make your appeal before your king, you're not making a request of some committee or uh, you know, putting a bill into the house or of uh, representatives or something like that, right? You are going as one person to another and asking for a request. And that is what our gospel reading reminds us of about Jesus too, that he is one man who is God. And so we can approach him with that same kind of intimacy. Here is Jesus dying on the cross in the most difficult, the most painful moment of his whole life. But he does not forsake the good thief who in that moment pledges himself expresses his faith and love and loyalty for Jesus on the cross. And so Jesus answers his prayer. You know, he asks for, the, for salvation to be in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And as a good king, Jesus answers that prayer. So he's not just the king of the uh, state or the organization of the church, but he is the king of each person's heart.
because he has time for us, because he hears our prayers and cares about our needs. And so we see in both of those ways that Jesus Christ really is the King of Kings. How then can we in our devotional life, in our prayer life, how can we bring that home, really recognize Jesus as our King? I'd like to recommend to you the old custom of enthronement. You see this done commonly with the uh, sacred heart of Jesus, but it can be done in other ways as well, and especially as we are beginning today this year of prayer for marriage and families, I would encourage you to think about doing this with uh, an image or a statue of the Holy Family. That is to say, to enthrone Christ as the Lord, as the King of your home. Here's the way this usually works. You go and find yourself a nice piece of art, religious art, right? This gives us, too, an opportunity to examine the religious art we have up in our house. Do we have any religious art in our house? Is it uh, good religious art? And does it show, by the way it's positioned in our house, that Jesus is the center? You know, is, it, is the TV in the middle of everything? Or is there some nice picture of the Lord, uh, some beautiful statue of the Lord in the center of our house. I know when I was growing up, we knew very well where the kind of religious center of our house was. My mother had a very a beautiful tapestry of the Blessed Virgin Mary holding the Christ child that was on, in the living room over the piano. And every day, because we were homeschooled, you know, and so every day we would have to stand and at noon pray the Angelus, whether we wanted to or not. You know, we'd roll our eyes or try and find something else to do, but she'd be like, it's 12 o'clock, it's time for the Angelus. And we'd all stop and pray before that image. And we always prayed in the living room because that was where uh, we had our religious art. So, you know, this, uh, the idea of enthroning gives you the opportunity to examine the religious art in your house. Then what do you do? You invite your uh, parish priest to come and be there for the enthronement. And I'm, I mean, obviously there's a lot of you, but uh, and there's four of us if you count the two deacons, and we'd certainly be available to you, try and make ourselves available to you uh, for your enthronement prayers. Uh, but if you're not able to uh, get a priest or a deacon to come, you can always just have the image blessed ahead of time. And that's important because it reminds us that we're not just doing this as individuals or even just as a family, but that we are part of the people of God, part of our parish, right? And then what you do is you usually begin somewhere else in the house and you have a little bit of a procession with the religious piece of art to get it to where you want it to be. And that shows, you know, that we are followers, followers of the King, followers of Jesus. We follow where he leads. It also shows that, you know, it is our mission. It is our mission in life to uh, bring Christ to others, to make him known, to proclaim him uh, by the way that we live our lives. So once you get your, uh, your religious art enthroned there, then you know, there's, of course, prayers that the whole family says together, and you consecrate yourselves, your family, your house to Jesus. So that's the practice of enthroning. And if you've never done that, I would consider, I ask you to consider that. I can, if you want the prayers, just email me. I can send you the prayers uh, and other things like that. But I think it's very important, especially, again, as we begin this year of prayer for the vocation of marriage and the family, that we really ask, is Jesus the king of my marriage? Is he the king of my family? If you are 
uh, discerning marriage, you know. Marriage is a vocation, just like the other vocations, the priesthood, diaconate, religious life. You don't just marry somebody because you say, well, I like that person. They make me feel happy. No. We have to ask ourselves, is Jesus Christ calling me? Is this my vocation to marry this other person? Am I serving God uh, as I marry this person? That's what we have to ask when we are discerning the vocation of marriage. And so, you know, to have some real time for prayer as couples discern marriage, uh, that's a hugely important thing. That's the way that we say that Jesus is the Lord of my marriage, not just for people who are, uh, you know, dating or engaged, obviously for married couples as well. To pray together is hugely important because as we know in the sacrament of holy matrimony, it is not just the union of two, but the union of three, God is what makes our marriage a sacrament. And then for family life as well, we must really make Jesus Christ the center of our families. And again, that whole practice of the enthronement really makes that tangible, especially for our children, our grandchildren, you know, makes that as a tangible experience for them that Jesus Christ is the center and the king of our families. And so, let us enthrone the Lord Jesus, enthrone him in our hearts, enthrone him in our homes, enthrone him in our families, and we come today to enthrone him on this altar so that he may truly reign in the church, in the world, and in our lives.